If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, it's a Thursday here for following along in the Facebook support group. First of all, if you are following along behind the group or feel like you have dropped the ball or you just aren't where you want to be, that's okay. And that is perfect because you are where you are. We have a lot of time left here to lose a lot of weight. I mean, we've had people who haven't lost one pound rolling into week seven, and then they lose 30, 40 on the back end. It's really the thing about this program that's so great is that you know how you do those other diets and it just gets harder as you go. You have to starve yourself even more, deprive yourself even more, eat less, exercise even more, and it just feels like a fight. This is the exact opposite. This is about working with your body, giving your body what it needs to address its needs, to address why it's feeling the need to store fat. That's huge. And then providing it the platform to be able to follow through and release fat. And that's what we're doing here. As you get more in tune with your body, as you continue to give your body what it needs, it's going to level up. It's going to repair. It's going to rebuild. It's going to regenerate. It's going to rejuvenate. It's going to boost your metabolism. You know, it's it's all the things that you're doing in combination that is going to make weight loss a lot easier for you in the end. So it's really about how things are coming together. So I know some of you are coming in here thinking, oh my goodness, if I haven't lost weight yet, it's going to get harder as I go. And it's really not. It's going to get a lot easier because you become more in tune to what your body needs in order to get and keep that scale moving. Um, we've had some great conversations this week. I'm giving you a lot of resources to do a lot of things and be as proactive as possible. So now it's like go time, right? Each week, all you have to do moving forward is make those tweaks. You have to turn up that internal volume, right? If you're dealing with some stuff and you have some feels, what is that about? Why am I frustrated? Why am I this? Why am I thinking that, right? Utilize the the techniques that our guests like Dr. Beverly talked about, the three C's, capture, cancel, correct. How are you feeling when you're getting on the scale each day, right? That's an opportunity for you to level up, not just physically, but mentally, you know, um, we have a lot of time. We're just rolling into the messy middle. If you didn't catch it, we did a whole post on the messy middle. Messy middle is very real. The first few weeks of the program, you're excited, you're hopeful, you're all those things. Middle part of the program, reality sets in. Here's what I can guarantee you. The last four weeks of the program, they're going to fly by. They are just going to fly by. It happens every single group. At the end of it, people are like, wow, look what I've accomplished. And oh my goodness, that just went flew by, went by so fast. We're going to be rolling into the new year soon. I just, I feel like, oh my God, where is time even going? Um, you know, for for many of you, this is going to be the, the first time you're going to roll into the new year not needing to lose weight because you're going to reach your goals with this program. Um, some of you are going to have to continue your journey, but at least you're not going to have to start losing weight in January. You're already going to be well on your way. And I hope for everyone here, this is the last new year where you'll ever need to lose weight. Can you imagine not making a New Year's resolution where you don't have to lose weight or you don't have to try to get healthier because you are already doing all the things you can do to be as healthy as possible? Ah! 
before you know it's going to be here. So I don't have uh, I don't have uh, anything specific to talk about today. I'm going to try to roll through as many of your questions as possible. See where you at. Uh, yesterday, Kim and I got together to talk about the tweak this week, and one of the takeaways was: Is there even a tweak this week? Absolutely. Each week moving forward is designed to help your body focus on fat loss. And so this week's tweak is all about being even more in tune to those portions off the heels of downsizing last week and really turning up, turning t- leveling up when it comes to maximizing all those other things that you can do, right? That's what this week is about. Hi, Michelle. Had a great uh, non-scale victory this week, celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary. We had planned to go to the Olive Garden for dinner. I was planning on eating all the things because, hey, it's a special occasion. I feel this. I hear this. But when it came time for dinner, the idea of pasta was so unappealing to me. Thinking about it sitting in my stomach all night, I didn't want it at all. Yes, we decided to go somewhere else where I could get a big salad, which is what my body wanted. Yay, this is my second program, 26 pounds down and trusting the process. And there's nothing wrong with pasta. There's nothing like eating a bowl of pasta is not going to cause you to gain weight, right? Like even like eating bread and pasta doesn't cause you to gain weight. Definitely minimizing them can be beneficial and help you while you're focusing on losing weight. But the whole goal is for you to lose your weight in a healthy, sustainable way where you'll be able to enjoy pasta. I am not a fan of pasta either because whenever I eat it, it causes me to feel bloated and just, eh. I mean, there are rare occasions like my favorite restaurant in Rome where I will order two servings of pasta because it is just it's so good this is a pasta that I dream about (laughs) like legit and so I go and I eat it and I overeat it and then I walk away and I feel it I feel the fact that I ate it but it's hashtag worth it and so this is like making like new associations to food One of the reasons why weight loss is so difficult is because it involves food and we use food for so many things like celebrating, right? Like um, bonding and, you know, sharing and, you know, like so many, so many things comforting and to show love and we use food for so many things. And so we're going to continue to do that, which is why we want to reconnect with food, right? So a lot of times we think about a certain food that we fantasize about. If you're fantasizing about a food and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to have pizza again or I can't wait to have bread again. I can't wait to have donuts just have it honestly just have it because it's it's not really the thing I mean a lot of times I bet you 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 don't eat the pizza and the donut or whatever it is guilt-free I bet you you eat that pizza thinking oh my god I shouldn't have this should I have it am I eating this should I should stop now should I have another piece oh my god I ate that piece and after you're done eating then you torture yourself oh my god I'm so fat I'm so gross I'm never gonna lose weight then you wake up the next day and you're like oh my god why would I have that pizza I'm a total failure have you ever eaten pizza just out of like sheer sheer like just being joyful and enjoying it, like really savoring every single bite and like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I love this. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, this is so good. I'm having another piece. And then you eat that other piece and you just enjoy it. And then you walk away and you're like, oh man, that was so good. Oh, my belly is so full. That was like so delicious. And you woke up the next day and you can't open your eyes because they're so salted shut. And you're like, oh, that pizza. Have you ever eaten it like that? Well, that's where I want you. To, that's where I want you to go and get to. I want you to be able to have the pizza and just straight up enjoy it. Have the donut. Enjoy it. Have whatever you are eating and just enjoy it. I remember one day I took my kids to the Mandarin. And so when my kids are little, like the Mandarin was like a feast and it was not cheap. Um, and on special occasions, usually their birthday, we would go to the Mandarin and they would, they would just eat everything. I mean, just, I mean, they still do, <laughs> but I remember one time very clearly in my mind, 
they walked out and they were laughing. They were just like bent over, killing themselves laughing, holding their bellies. They're like, oh my God, we're so full. They're like, that was amazing. And it's like, they, but they were like so joyful that their bellies were full and they had eaten all this food and they were laughing about it. And I was just like, oh, and I just, I remember I can, to this day, I can visualize them walking across the parking lot. And I'm just like, man, when was the last time I ate something like that and felt joyful, even though my belly was full and grateful that I was able to indulge in all this food, you know? So that's really what that's about. And and you're going to make associations to food that you had. I don't, I'm not a big believer in positive, negative, but, you know, foods that you had like a positive association, like pizza, it's yummy and, you know, or donuts or delicious or candy and all those things. But when you're able to be in the moment, you'll either realize one, they're, they're delicious and you had it and no big deal. Life carries on. Or two, they're not as they're not as delicious as you thought and it doesn't make you feel as good as you thought it did and you know like and, and pizza night for example pizza night isn't about having the pizza for example pizza night is is the fact that it's the end of the week and you're with your family and you're laughing and you're connecting or you know and that's where the whole concept of comfort food comes from is when usually when we're overeating all this delicious food we're around people that we love and we're having great conversations and so we associate overeating of that feeling of overeating with being around people that we love and having a good time right and so you can be around the people that you love and have a good time and not eat the food that's causing you to have a bellyache at the end of the day. So it's really interesting. This is why it's not about being perfect. It's it's what you're learning by having the things is, is so valuable. You're either learning you can have them and it's no big deal, or you're learning that you have them, they didn't give you what you thought they were giving you, you know? So then you reassociate those foods and reconnect with those foods in, in, in different ways, you know? which I think is really cool. I love this spill the tea with Brenda. Yeah. So, you know, Brenda, I had a bit of a moment with my team the other day when we were discussing Brenda, because, you know, the company is growing really fast and there's a lot, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that we're doing, and it's really easy to get caught up in the business side of things. And to me, and don't get me wrong, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I, you know, I, I have goals. I have things that I want to accomplish. I want to be hugely successful in life. Like I, that, that I've always been, and that's sort of what's driven me. But more than that, I've had this passion to really help people lose weight. And sometimes you can lose sight of what the mission is. And, you know, my company mission has always been, if we just focus on the people losing weight, we're going to be successful. But big business, lots of meetings. We got apps, we got podcasts, we got books. We have over 50 employees on our team. There's a lot going on. And it's really easy to lose sight of what why I'm here. And when I saw, when I was reading Brenda's, um, so Kim, our manager, sits down with Brenda and she talks to her about her story. And, and then she, Kim shares that with me. And then I have an opportunity to talk to Brenda. And when I, when I read Brenda's story, it literally caused me to start crying. I could cry right now thinking about it, but I just, um, like Brenda is exactly why I do what I do and why I get up every day. You know, she's, she's it, the person who's tried to lose weight. And it's not through lack of trying. It's not through lack of time and energy and money spent. And she's been successful. Imagine being so successful that, you know, at one point she lost 214 pounds and then gained it back. And so many times she's been successful. And it was the way those diets were designed. The fact that the diet industry made it seem like it was so easy, just eat less and exercise more and she fucking crushed it she's she's been so successful at weight loss and then this is why our program really is different i want this to be the last diet that brenda 
that you ever do. I want you to legit move on for the rest of your life. And this program is not a magic pill. It's not. But the way that you're going about losing weight, it's different. Physically, it's different. And the work that you're doing mentally, that's the that's really the work that's going to make it so much easier to follow through, not only to reach your goals, but to be able to move on and move past weight loss. Could you imagine living a life where you don't have to spend one more minute focused on weight loss? You're just living the life, waking up, looking good, feeling good going about your day, you know, not stressing about what you're going to eat, not eat, you know, you're just in tune to eating. I'm going to eat that. That's delicious. I'm going to overeat it. I'm going to get up the next day and I'm not, guess what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to punish myself. I'm not going to starve myself the next day because I enjoyed some pizza last night. I'm just going to eat normally today. Be in tune to my body. Can you imagine trusting your body when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat? Just like trusting it. I'm hungry. What do I feel like eating? Open up your fridge. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's Brenda is everything. And I really love that she was our guest this week on Spill the Tea. If you haven't had an opportunity to listen to her conversation, she's been trying to lose weight for longer than I've been alive, 55 years. She's down 95 pounds during the program. She's absolutely a light and a delight. Um, and just it's such a great and amazing story, honestly. She's just, it was everything. So I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it because it would just, it just really grounded me back to where, you know, where I should be, which is really just focusing on everyone getting across that finish line at the end. You know, let's, let's like, let's show up every day let's maximize our efforts and see what let's show show yourself what you can do here and what can be accomplished and that's going to give you that faith that this program works is this your first time around i know when you're encountering the middle you're just like ah this is your first time around chances are you're going to want to quit a few times but the fact that you're still here in week five that says a lot because it's not a quick fix program it's a finally and forever fix program like let's get this shit done and move on kind of thing you know um good morning hit the 10 pound mark today i love that i love that uh you guys are saying happy anniversary good morning i'm exactly this round uh point two only down four pounds so far down four pounds in five weeks is is amazing that's great dealing with a lot of emotional stress my little dog is nearing the end of his life oh i'm emotional every day i'm here but not totally present like round one life is definitely getting in the way uh cheryl i'm sending you love yeah we have we have different seasons in our lives where you know life is just easier than other times in our lives you know sometimes it just seems like oh my god you know like just it's just like one thing after the other after the other and this is where you know I love that you're here today and I love that you're holding space for yourself you're taking time for yourself because you being strong and you showing up for yourself is going to give you the energy to get through these tough times in our lives you know and it's that's just it's just how it is that's another thing that the diet industry doesn't do it doesn't take into account real life you know, just, you just, <laughs> and then imagine starving and depriving yourself when like life is like when you're really being challenged by life. It doesn't, that doesn't make you stronger. It take prioritizing yourself, being mindful of yourself, being in tune to your body's needs, being in tune to what you need, you know, to get through another day. That is like, you know, as opposed to, okay, my life is falling apart. I feel like shit. I'm down in the dumps. So let me just starve and deprive myself today in order to reach my goal like that's just not it you know it's just not it that's tough um we have a we have a pup she's uh, i think she's turning 12 this year she's not a pup she's a grandma we call her grandma <laughs> we call her grandma oh man i can't even um she just she's been through cancer last year so last year at this time she we had to we had to get a big tumor taken off of her and she's lasted a whole other year but it's emotional man they become part of your family and it's you know it's that's really tough so i'm sending you love 
Uh, 12 pounds gone, been sick last week. I hear ya. Uh, pushing through, listening to the Spill the Tea the other day. What an inspiration she was. Yeah, thank you for showing up. Yeah, everyone just, uh, so Brenda's a rock star here during the morning live. She's probably with us today. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> Uh, Billy, we do get to, there she is, there's Brenda. Um, we do get to know people around here. 31,000, 31,000 members, 31,000 people signed up for the program. I think we have 26,000 in the actual Facebook support group. The rest are just using the app. We have so many people who aren't even part of the group and they've bought the book and they're just, they're following along, listening by way of podcast. If that's you, hello, hi. Um, you know, and, but there's such a small percent, Small percentage of people, um, small percentage of people are vocal. Very small percentage of people are actually vocal. They're, they're asking questions in the group. Some of you guys are, you know, answering other people's questions and you're being supportive. And I just want to take a minute and usually I do this at the end, but really recognize like the people who are vocal are the people who are creating the community and the whole vibe. And what I want you to know, if you've been showing up every day and asking the questions on the live, even though I hardly get to any of them, but thank you for asking and please don't stop. Um, it creates a whole sense of community for everybody listening and everybody watching who we have so many people who never ask one question because they don't have to because you've stepped up and asked the question. You know, like, I hope you really understand how important it is, you know, or how like the the, the trickle effect that you asking a question and you taking time to support someone, um, it makes other people feel like they're part of the community, right? It's such a small percentage of people who are actually... Um, Vocal. Is it possible to have sleep issues with calm? Yes, because calm magnesium is not a sleep aid. Calm, calm is not a sleep aid and it's not a poop aid. It is, it is, does work with your body's own melatonin production. It helps to calm the body down. So it does in that sense work and for, you know, help facilitate sleep or you might get a deeper sleep, but it's not a sleep aid. You can take the calm magnesium during the day and it's not going to make you tired. It's also not a poop aid. So what it does, magnesium helps to draw water into to the bowels and that can help with bowel movements, but it's not a poop aid and it's not something your body becomes dependent on used along with other things like making sure you're drinking enough water and getting in your leafy greens and eating a balanced diet and those types of things. It can help facilitate reg more regular bowel movements, but it's not a sleep aid and it's not a poop aid. I tried at night and couldn't get to sleep. Seemed to wake me up now trying during the day and still have some issues. Yeah. So it's not magnesium is not there to help you sleep. So you might not be sleeping maybe because you're having a very stressful time in your life right now and maybe you're up thinking about things and that's what's sort of keeping you awake maybe you've been having a some coffee or some caffeine later in the day <clears throat> Maybe you're heading into detox if the scale is moving, then that could be why you're waking up in the middle of the night or whatnot. I would, I would definitely refer you back to, um, this, the conversation with sleep that we had with Alana, Alana McGinn. Um, she gave us some really great tips for sleep. It could be the time of year where, you know, in the summer, the days are longer. And as we transition more through fall into winter, the days are shorter. You might need to adjust your sleep schedule where if you, maybe you're finding that you're, you're tired a lot earlier, but you're staying awake longer because maybe you normally go to bed at 10 but you're actually tired at night so this is sort of where your your circadian rhythm like adjusts on its own but a lot of times because we're so stuck in our routines that we don't we don't kind of like we don't adjust make those sleep adjustments so you should go I, I slept for 15 hours last night I went to bed at four o'clock I haven't been feeling well as you guys can tell by my voice I went to bed I went to bed at four o'clock and I woke up at seven this morning what um so yeah so anyways you might want to adjust so I sorry I know you, you're tired and I slept for 15 hours last night that's not really nice of me to say but 
Um, so go watch, listen to the conversation with Alana and that might help. And then maybe think about, you know, what's changed with your sleep, what's going on. Um, you might want to also increase the dose. Like sometimes what, um, the, I find the magnesium, if I don't take a large enough dose, I'll maybe get a little bit, a little bit jiggity a little bit. It kind of like activates your nerves calming down. I don't know how else to say it, but then usually if I bump up the dose a little bit more, that, that actually helps. So, so it could be a variety of uh, different things, but you can definitely take it during the day. Hi, Jolene. Good morning. Happy to be able to tune in for a few minutes today. Super excited because I'm taking my beautiful mother-in-law, Maureen Foley-Mills, hello, to the Auric Living Conference. I look forward to the experience. I can't wait to meet you. I'm so excited about this. This is sort of our first, um, I mean, this is not our conference. We're piggybacking someone else's conference. We thought that's the perfect opportunity for us to bring our community together. So on the 29th, October 29th, I'm going to be on stage at 2 p.m. I'm going to do a little talk about progress over perfection, what it takes to reach your goals. Uh, So I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to be on stage at four o'clock with Gabby Bernstein. So I'm going to do a little, she's going to do a talk and we're going to do a little Q&A. There's all sorts of, um, Dr. Shafali is going to be there. Um, Eva Redpath's going to be there. There's a, there's a quite a few joy from Joyous Health, Cheryl Hickey. There's going to be a variety of amazing women. It's just a whole day really meant to inspire you. That's what it's about. Um, This really amazing woman and Lee is hosting it. Um, it's going to be really cool. I think it's it's like an all day thing. You don't have to come all day. I think it starts at 10 in the morning. There's a whole agenda. So um, we have a Livy Loser code. So they've allotted a certain number of tickets for our community. So Gina 99, um, it gets you 50% off general admission. And then if you want VIP tickets, it's Gina 197. So what I want you to know is you don't need to purchase a VIP ticket to meet me. So if you purchase VIP, you get like a super fancy swag bag. You get to meet Gab, um, um, Gabby. You get to meet Dr. Shafal. You get to meet people. But I'm going to be on the floor. I'm going to be there the whole day walking around. So many people are like, I hope to meet you. You're going, I'm go. I'm there. I'm going there to meet you. That's what I'm going there to do. I'm going there to meet our community. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on the floor. Um, it's, I've never been to the conference center. It's at Ev- Evan Bricks, Evan Green, Evergreen. Evergreen Brickworks, Ever, Evergreen Brickworks, that's where it is, um, in Toronto here on the 29th. Um, there is a poster, I think, that we posted. Um, we'll do another one. We're going to send out an email, too. So, But yeah, I'm not, you guys are going to meet me. If you're going, if you're going there, you're going to meet me. I'm, I'm going there to meet you guys, and I just happened to be on stage for a little bit and do a bit of a talk. So uh, if you're going, uh, make sure you come find me. I don't know if we're going to do a booth or something. Maybe we're going to do a booth. We're going to do something. Not 100% confirmed, but we're going to try to find a space where we can all kind of congregate and hang out where I can, you guys can come find me. So this program, hi Jackie, I've really focused on listening to my body. I got my period after a three month hiatus and the signals from my body are way too loud now. How do I turn them off? <laughs> Joking. It's good to be finally in tune. Yeah, that's sort of like your body doesn't shut up. Once it starts communicating to you, it really doesn't shut up. Um, <laughs> a real thing it can take a while to be in tune it's just like your intuition you were it's it's just it's that is that's you're just connecting with yourself you're getting in tune with what works for you what doesn't work for you not just you're not just when to eat what to eat how much to eat this is really cool especially if you've done consecutive programs and you've been at this for a while you really get to feel how you're in tune with everything with oneness really with everybody and everything you get to be really in tune when you're in situations that aren't working for you or things that make you nervous or you you really pick up on people who bring you joy in your life and then people who are bringing you down 
this is where you hear a lot of people like really changing their dynamics and their friendships and relationships. <clears throat> Sorry, do you have water over there you can get me? Because you're just realizing you're, you've changed. You're a different person. You know, you've worked through your issues and associations and you, you're not the person who you were when you started the program like two or three programs ago. You've made real change in your life, you know, and the energy that you put out there is changing. So I just have to. <clears throat> yeah, so it's really cool. It's, it's really interesting how in tune you get. But once you do get in tune, your body legit, it doesn't shut up. That's the sort of the downside of being in tune is that when you feel good, you feel really, really good. And when you feel even slightly off, you feel really, really, really off. And this is where your body really lets you know, hey, you need more sleep. Hey, you need to like manage your stress. Hey, you need to spend less time around this person. Hey, you need to do more of this. This brings you joy. You know, it's really cool. Your body is your number one cheerleader. I know it sounds so corny, but it's so true. Maximize my, hi, Suzanne. Maximize my efforts yesterday. I went swimming, even though I really just wanted to stay home and do nothing. Thing. In addition, I did a two-mile walk, had an early night, in bed just after nine. Yeah. So when you're feeling low energy, I mean, whenever you exercise, 99.9% .9 of the time you feel better. Like, when have you ever exercised or gone for a walk and been like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that? Always you feel better. It's especially when you're low energy that you kind of really want to move your body. I mean, obviously, there's times where you're sick and you just you just need to stay in bed. But you know, there are the, all those other times where moving your body it just makes you want to move even more, right? And that's why that the, that's why in a, inactivity is so detrimental to your health and wellness because inactivity just signals that you're ready to shrivel up and die. You're not doing anything. You're not productive anymore. It doesn't need to really boost your immune system and give you energy and function at a higher level or do any of those things because you're not doing any of those things and that's one thing about exercise and movement it challenges your body this is what's thing what's great about travel is your your brain is being stimulated you know you're seeing different things you're doing different things this is why travel is so great for weight loss while doing something out of your comfort zone is so great for weight loss sometimes people can get stuck on a number like they're really stuck on this number, like you've reached this certain whatever, say you're at 180 and you've reached it, and you want to get past it so bad and you feel stuck, you feel stuck. And I, when I work with clients, they're just like, I feel stuck at this number. I'm doing all the things and I just am stuck, I'm stuck. And they're so fixated on this number. It's like that watched pot. And I'm like, go do something. Take your mind off of weight loss. Like go do something different. Go, see, go for a hike. Go do something. Take your mind off of weight loss. Do something for yourself that's not like weight loss related. And then it's just almost like your brain switches and then that weight starts to move. And they're always like, oh my God, that's like magic. I think what it is, is that when you get stuck at that certain number, it's like you're on that precipice of change. You know, that's when you're really about to, it's that feeling that bubbles up. And then like, it's just like, you're like, and then all of a sudden that scale starts to move, you know? But going out and doing something new for yourself, it can be the, the best thing for When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The, yeah, the tweak this week I'm working on is I noticed that some mails this week, I feel a little stuffed 10, 15 minutes later, really trying to focus on my four questions. Yeah, so, so portions are always what they feel feel like not about what they look like right so you may be off the heels of downsizing sizing noticing your portions are smaller but then you might notice you have days where you're hungrier or certain meals or snacks where you're hungrier and this is where we're going with this we are we are naturally trying to downsize your portions that you probably got used to larger portions just because that's just what happens because of the whole super size me world that we live in we're used to seeing larger portions so much so that when you're consuming a smaller portion some of you are nervous that you're getting full on a smaller portion. You're like, my portion's so small, is that okay? Well, yeah, because you're probably not even all that hungry, which is why your portion is so small. Like it's not, it's really not normal to be eating six, eight times a day. In fact, your migrating motor complex, your body is designed to have this migrating motor complex that kicks in for about 90 minutes after you're done eating food to make sure the food goes to where it needs to go. So, so eating six times a day is not normal. It's an, it's, we don't count weigh and measure, right? This is our way, these tweaks of make, uh, that we're making each week of getting in tune to our body's needs and losing weight in a way where we're in tune and we're making our choices based on that rather than out there doing math, right? That's, that's the difference here. But by the time we get to the end of the program, you're going to check in at breakfast. Am I hungry for breakfast? Nope, I'm not. Okay, maybe I'm going to skip it. Although eating breakfast is definitely beneficial. Then you're going to check in at snack time. Am I hungry? Do I need to eat? Could I eat? Should I eat? Like I need to eat. Yes, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat. What am I going to eat? You're going to make the best choice for yourself, right? Or maybe no, I'm not hungry. I had breakfast, so I'm going to skip my snack. Or maybe I should eat. I didn't eat breakfast. And it's been, you know, I'm running on about three hours since I've eaten. I should probably have a little something, something. Then you're going to check in at lunch and then your other snack and your other snack and at dinner. So you're going to be really in the moment and assessing if you're hungry. Yes, I'm hungry. I need to eat. Okay. What is the best thing for me to eat right now? What do I, do I feel like protein? Do I feel like carbs? Do I feel like, what do, what do I feel like I need to eat? You know, and then um, should I eat, right? I, I skip. I skipped whatever meal or snack was before this one. It's running on three, three and a half hours. If I go too long without eating, that's not good. So I should probably eat a little something. Could eat means I'm not, I'm not all that hungry. I'm not whatever, but I could. So let me have a few token bites. So this is where we're teaching you to go. Don't get me wrong. At the end of the program, we're still very much focused on, on weight loss and you're still very much following the guidelines of the program, not going any longer than three and a half, four hours without eating and whatnot. So don't, don't stress out about what's going to happen, but that's just to give you an idea of where we're going. So you do want to pick up on when you ask those four questions, how is this portion? Am I hungry? Am I even hungry right now? How is this portion for me? And that's where that comes from. Because your body's needs change every day. You might have a couple days where you're not hungry at all. It feels like you're just like shoving in token amounts every meal and snack. And then literally the next day, you might feel like you need to go back for second portions of everything that you're eating. So it's all about really getting in tune to your body's needs. And when you're giving your body what it needs, what it's going to learn is it doesn't need to hold on to this excess fat that it's learned to hang on to because it thought that it needed it because of every time you went long, going along, going not being hungry one day 
is a lot different than being hungry and purposely starving and depriving yourself all day. They're, they're two totally different things, right? So, so what we're doing this week is really off the heels of downsizing and eating less is noticing how our portions have naturally adjusted, but also being in tune. So if we need more that we're, we're eating enough. And that's, so that's what the portions are all about eating enough, right? So then you're walking away 10, 15 minutes later, you're feeling satisfied and not stuff plus maximizing. It's really interesting. Wait till you see when we get into our feeding the metabolism week and tweak. It's another way. So there's a week. Uh, so next week we're back to downsizing. And then we do our feeding the metabolism week and tweak where we take the same portions that you were eating to satisfaction. You split them in two. You eat the first portion. Then you wait like 20 minutes, half hour to eat the second portion. Nine times out of 10, you'll notice that you're satisfied with that first portion once time goes by. And then we're going to take it a step further and separate your proteins from your carbs. So you're going to really realize why everyone's always telling you to bump up your protein and fat because it feeds into your satiety hormones. It just it hits a little different. So you're going to get in tune with your portions even more. It's really interesting when you're when you're allowing yourself to eat the same portion, but you split it in two and you just give your body some time, you realize, oh my goodness, I'm not actually hungry for it. Because leaving food on your plate or having to eat less of what you're used to, that can bring up a lot of feels diet-wise. But then you take people who've gone their whole lives trying not to eat and then you make them eat even more often, then you're just like, you get to a place where that messes with your head. It's so cool. It's really interesting. I thought I needed to have a Lara bar. Then I had four. I enjoyed them, but I'll be tucking those away in the back of the cupboard. Listen, protein bars, those Lara bars and stuff, there's a time and a place. Like, they're great to throw in your bag. I mean, nuts and seeds also work too, right? That you can throw those in your bag. Um, you know, they're, they're great if you keep them in your car and, you know, you, you, you find yourself, you know, going long periods of time without eating it. You know, something sometimes is better than nothing. Um, but you have to understand the whole diet, like the whole like shakes and Lara bars and protein bars and meal replacement bars. And, you know, it's all a, it's all an industry, right? That, that that's all no one needs a pre-workout and post-workout anything <laughs> no um you know that's just been designed as a big money making machine um now if you're a professional athlete then maybe you know maybe if you're a bodybuilder maybe you need a protein bar here or there or whatever but those always amaze me like protein bars with artificial flavor artificial colors a whole bunch of crap in them um you don't really need any of those your body's really designed to work really well on just basic whole foods and it's really about what you're eating throughout the day um that gives your body the energy that it needs to do the things that you need. But yeah, it's good to have it's good to have those things that you think that you need and then you eat them and you realize, "No. Oh my god, I'm having pizza tonight." And I was worried, but I'm going to try Gina's tactic and enjoy it. Here's the thing, enjoy the pizza. More than that, enjoy the people you're eating the pizza with. So I always I use this example. So it's tomorrow's Friday. I'm going to meet my girlfriend. We go out for lunch every Friday, right? We have burgers and fries and whatever. Or maybe we go out for dinner every Friday night. So we can go and we can we can both order our burgers and fries because that's fun or whatever it is, right? And then I guarantee you, by the time we're done eating our burgers and fries, both of us are complaining that we've eaten too much. Oh my God, we've eaten too much. Oh my God, I feel so full. I feel so fat. We pay the bill. We walk away. We're like, oh my God, I'm so full. You're like, me too. Oh, why did we do this? Oh my God. You know, we need to go on a diet. I need to go on a diet. I'll go on a diet with you, right? 
Where we go back the next Friday, we order maybe some fish or some chicken, or maybe it's a salad with some rice and chicken or whatever. I don't know. Something that's, you know, just makes us feel better when we eat it. We're going to have the same good time. We're going to have the same good laughs. We're going to have the same great conversation, except we're going to walk away and we're going to feel good. And we're going to walk away and be like, oh, okay, I'll see you next week. Rather than, oh my God, you know, I'm so fat. I feel so gross because you overate, you had the fries, you had whatever. Like, it's not about the food, right? Like, if you're going to enjoy the food, enjoy the food. If that's what it's about. I eat food a lot to enjoy it. I'm going to overeat this because this is delicious. But it's got to be that conscious choice, right? I'm going to have this. So if you have that pizza and you notice that negative dialogue, capture, cancel, correct that shit right? Oh my God, I'm so fat. No, you're not. You know, okay, well, maybe you have fat to lose, but you know, whatever. You know, you didn't ruin anything. You just had some pizza. You know, use that as an opportunity. Have that pizza and then listen to what happens in your brain, right? Like right after. And then the next day when you get up, oh my God, you get on the scale and the scale is up, right? You get on yourself, like turn up the volume on that. Capture, cancel, correct that. I didn't ruin anything. I just had some pizza with my family last night. That's it. End of story. Back at it today, you know? It's a great opportunity to learn. My son and I have the same birthday. We always went to Mandarin for his birthday. And then uh, then uh, he'd choose where I wanted to go for my birthday too. Yeah, <laughs> we, we love Mandarin. We always like the photo with the big with the big hat. Um, Mandarin's interesting. We take the kids to Mandarin and they eat the candy floss and all the uh, desserts first. There's no rules when we go to Mandarin. I love that you can eat anything on this program and not have that cr- that craved dish as a reward at the end and overindulge. Eat a portion that's right for you and move on. Yeah. Because you, it's not, I, I haven't had a client or anyone that I needed to help lose weight that it was just, every, they they gained weight because of just what they were eating. I haven't had a client like that in 30 something years. The reason why you gain weight, a lot of you are here, um, high stress combined with lack of sleep, combined with not eating all day or doing diets and then overeating when you do eat. It's just a recipe for weight gain. It really is the way our bodies are wired to when we feel like we're deprived or we're starved, then our bodies the next time we ate would take that food and store it feeling like we needed it. And that's why, you know, when you've had to utilize all your emergency fat reserves, your body would store it all back plus more, making sure that never happens again. It's just kind of how our our bodies are wired, right? And so, and you keep repeating that and that's why you keep losing and gaining even more back and losing and gaining even more back and losing and gaining. So that's a big part of what we're doing here is we're addressing that. The other big part of it is the cognitive behavioral part, the way your brain becomes wired and associates to certain foods and rewards, habits and rewards. And that's a big part of the mental part that we're working through. And one of the things that was really reinforced, I'm so glad that we went to the Canadian Obesity Summit mainly because Ruth Kane and her team at the University of Ottawa are studying the living method and they went there to do an e-presentation which was just amazing in itself and what we're learning from people who are doing the program at the end of the program if you're new you have an opportunity to fill out surveys and be part of focus groups and whatnot but that was the real takeaway the the brightest minds in obesity research are trying to figure out how to get people to rewire how their bodies have come to work it's not difficult it's just that people won't put in the time like some of you are doing three four five six programs right because that's how long it actually fucking takes and the whole world is trying to figure out sustainable maintainable weight loss through quick fixes and gimmicks and one-offs and you're never going to do that you're you can absolutely rewire how your body's come to function the reality is is it takes time 
that's the thing. And you can't starve it and deprive. You can't keep doing the same very things that caused your body the need to store fat in the first place. It's frigging insanity. But people keep coming back to those deprivation diets because they are great for a quick fix. No one denies that you can't lose that weight real fast when you starve and deprive yourself. The problem is it keeps coming back plus more every single time. And then the, the other part is that is the brain part. You know, I listen to all of these people talk about how your brain is just wired and you're not going to be able to change it. And it just keeps coming back to overeating and all this stuff. And I go up to them afterwards. I'm like, but can't this can't you change that? Isn't the brain designed to change? And they're like, oh yeah, it is. We just have to figure out a way to help people change their brains. And they are doing this. They're talking about cognitive behavioral therapy with their clients one-on-one. The problem is you're not going to change the obesity rates working with people one-on-one. So you have to bring it to the masses. And that's what we're doing with this program. And that's why all of our guests are so amazing because they're sharing their time with, with all of you because they know how hard you're working. But you don't have to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to figure this out because I've figured it out for you. And that's where I'm sharing this process. So that's why you're going to get out of this program and process, like what you put into it at the end of the day. And that's why it's so cool. It's so interesting. Ah, I'm feeling much better as you can tell. <laughs> um, I've been saying I, that I want to add some weight training to my current exercise routine. Still haven't done it. But then I hear Brenda talk about doing chair exercises, but she couldn't stand up. Gah, punch to the gut. I need to stop making excuses and do it. Imagine where we would be if we focused on what was possible. We would all be badass like Brenda. Yeah, you got to like, just got to get it done, right? You just got to get it done. You got to do the things that maybe you don't want to do. Um, Weight training is so valuable, especially as you get older. If you're worried about hormones and menopause and all of that, definitely resistance training is sort of where it's at. I mean, cardio is great too, because cardio has its benefits. Endurance training has its benefits, but um, um, resistance training also has its benefits as well. And, you know, you don't have to be a professional athlete. You don't have to join a gym. It's just like... So one of the things I know you guys are watching that blue zone, right? You're watching the blue zone where people are living to a hundred years old. Cause don't, don't we all want to live? I, I want to live to like 125. I don't know about you, but I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here as long as possible. Um, but the thing about you'll notice is that they're not going to gyms. The people who live to a hundred years old they're not, and they're active and still gardening and taking walks and riding bikes when they're a hundred years old, they're not going to the gym. They're just being active in their day. And we're sitting around in our chairs like nine, 10, 12 hours a day, right? We get up, we get out of bed, we get ready for work. We go sit in our car or go sit on the train or whatever, or I come and sit down here and we literally sit all day long. And then we get up and then we go home or whatever. And then we eat dinner and then we sit down in front of the couch or the TV and we sit. And then we go from sitting our asses to then in bed. You, do you know what I mean? That's what's so detrimental to us. So, you know, yes, resistance training and doing stuff, but just even being more active in your day is going to make a big difference, you know? This is my third program, but life took over the first two programs. This is my longest program so far. I've decided it's time and eat according to plan, not mood most often. Yeah, I hear you, Kim. You're not the only one. So many people, even Kim, the, our manager of this group, she didn't do her first couple programs. <laughs> she didn't make it through. She did the first program and lost like 13 pounds in like three weeks and then she quit. Um, for so, for so many good reasons, so many of you are unable to follow through. Maybe you're just not ready to go there. You're not ready to make the change. That's okay. 
you know, but you're back and you haven't given up on yourself and you're here. That's what I love. If you make it to the end, you're going to hear so many people sharing their stories about how they didn't do, they did one program, then they didn't do the next, or they didn't do their first one, then they came back. Like there's just as long as you don't see, if you've been trying to diet for 20 years, you haven't failed. You've just been really persistent. And it's just a matter of finding the program that makes sense and that works for you. And that's what's so different about this one. You know, and that's that's sort of like how I sort of designed it is I'm old enough that I've been able to see the evolution of the diet industry. I've been able to see all the diets come and go. And as we were doing low fat, I tried that with clients and no fat and high protein. I, I tried all of it with my clients and I was really able to see like there is truth in like the 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 Atkins diet at the time, which is the new all keto is just the new Atkins. It's so ridiculous. Oh my god. Anyway, but anyways, um, you know, it's it's like there is some truth to making sure you're getting enough protein and fat in your diet. There is some truth to that because protein and fat gives you that more sustaining energy. But you don't have to just survive on protein. There is some truth to ketones. Like if you are measuring your ketones while doing the program, when you are losing weight, you're going to detect ketones because it's part of fat loss. You. Know, you know, there is some truth in um, intermittent fasting, for example, you know, in not eating too late at night because it messes, but because it messes with your sleep, not because you're not getting the calories in. It's because it, if you don't eat after dinner, it facilitates a better sleep. And when your body makes change when you sleep, right, there is some truth to not eating breakfast in the morning because you don't need to, but it's still a benefit if you go higher protein in the morning. There is, there is a benefit in low carb in the sense, not low carb, but the right carbs after at the right time. You know, like there is some there is some truth in all of these things, carbo loading and all the all the diets that come around. I used to watch Oprah and she'd have all these diet experts and I'd be like, why doesn't she get the brightest minds, all the diet people and get them in one room and figure out what works and what doesn't work? It's like there's a little bit of truth in what everyone's saying, but everyone exaggerates for the sake of a hook. Like this is like, I don't have a hook. You might notice we can't even fucking describe how this program works because there's so many working parts to it. <laughs> Uh, there's so many, so many things to it, um, you know, and so that's sort of what I've done is I've come to realize what works and more importantly, what doesn't work and put together a systematic process. Dieting is so interesting because people just like haphazardly eat less, exercise more. It's so chaotic. It's so, it's so, it's so crazy. I was thinking about that woman the other day who was saying like, if you keep doing a diet, it doesn't work for you. Yeah. If you keep losing and gaining, it doesn't work for you. But this process, you, we keep repeating the program for the sake of breaking it down into digestible bits and being a little bit more proactive with what we're doing and why. We're kind of making sense of it. Everything is for a rhyme and a reason as opposed to just constantly eating less and exercising more and counting and weighing and measuring and all of that. Like dieting is so, do you think about the diets you've done and what was the rhyme and reason behind it other than just like just counting and weighing and measuring? It's just so chaotic. It's so chaotic. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot to it. And sometimes you're not willing to make the changes that you need to make because you're just, you don't, you can have the time, but not have the capacity. You can have, let me say that again. You can have the time and not have the capacity. You can have the desire and not have the capacity. You can have the will and the want and not have the capacity. 
Do you even want this so bad, but not just have the capacity to deal with the stuff that you're going to need to deal with to really do what you want to do, which is to lose your weight in a healthy, sustainable way? You know what I mean? Sometimes, uh, sometimes something has, sometimes something has to give in life and it's you, right? Like this program really is about prioritizing yourself and you have to prioritize, take the time to be in tune, to do the work, to make the choices, do all of that. And sometimes you're not in a position to be able to do that. I remember I, you know, my, my guru guy who I worked with, he's like, sometimes you can't do it all. Sometimes you just can't. Sometimes something has to give and that give is you. You know, if you're dealing with this and you're dealing with that and whatever, you can do, you only can do the bare minimum. But what's great about the program, because it is structured in a way that I just talked about, the bare, doing the bare minimum with this program and process is like, it's like doing a lot. So if you feel like you're just kind of showing up and barely doing it, you're doing more than you think. You're doing more than you think. And it's not like doing a diet where you're just starving and depriving yourself. You're actually doing things that are going to make a difference. It's not like you're just doing keto, putting your body in ketosis, and the minute you eat a banana, you fucked it up, right? Like you're actually giving your body nutrient-rich foods. You're giving it the time and the platform to make change. You're being in tune. You're working through your issues and associations. It's very forward-moving, even if you're doing the, the, the minimal amount of work, you know? Um... Family members having surgeries today and tomorrow, so living in hospitals for two days, all meals and snacks and water pack. Yeah, Raquel, I'm going to send you lots of love and strength. That's not easy, man. Sometimes being the caregiver in the hospital, it's so tough, honestly. It's, 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 and hospitals are so draining. The lights are draining, the whole vibe. And thank goodness and thank God for hospitals and the people who work in them. But man, it's tough being in the hospital for sure. So, um, make sure you try to take time for yourself. It's hard. It's hard when you're in there. Um, so I love that you're packing snacks and going in and being prepared. On my fifth program, I've lost 65 pounds. Hi, Jackie. Feel amazing, but scale has not moved in the last two programs. So I feel, I do feel amazing. I know this program works, so we'll continue. And I love you, Gina. You're my hero. Oh, stop. Stop. Listen, I'm no one's hero. First of all, I love you, Jackie, but this is all of you. So I don't take responsibility for people's failures. I also don't take responsibilities for people's success either. It's all you. You're All I'm doing is sharing everything that I've learned. And I'm, I get to be so lucky that this is what I get to do in my life. So thank you. I love you right back. So here's my advice to you, Jackie. So 65 pounds is a lot, right? That's a lot that's a lot of weight for someone to lose. So your body definitely will need time. We talked to Brenda yesterday. What did Brenda lost? Brenda had lost, what did she, I have her notes here, 50 something pounds. And then she was on like a six week plateau, right? So that's a long time. So here's what I would suggest to you. So first of all, different seasons, actual different seasons. So if you, you know, in the springtime, you're eating summer foods, make sure you are transitioning into more fall winter foods. Don't be afraid to add those carbs in, especially now, 65 pounds lost, your metabolism is high your body work is working at a whole different level so make sure you're you are giving your body what it needs so if you're just eating salads make sure you add in those heavier carbs don't be afraid of those right those rices those quinoas those potatoes make sure you're adding those in also portions right coming off a couple programs you may notice your portions are smaller at the end of the program your body might need more now so really be in tune to that right like don't make make sure you make sure your portions are what they feel like not about what they look like and chances are the things that you did to lose that 65 
pounds, the things that you need to move forward to lose the rest are not any of those things you've already done. There are probably other things that you need to focus on. So this is where you really want to look at this your body with fresh eyes. Like maybe you were drinking six liters of water. Now maybe you only need three, three and a half liters of water, right? And even supplements. Maybe this is where, you know, you're coming off the, the maybe your body's more, working at more optimal levels. Your energy expenditure is higher. Maybe you need to add in a B supplement, right? Um, maybe you need more omega-3 because maybe you're being more active. You Maybe you're using more brain power and you need, you need to even more. So sometimes as your body works more at a more optimal level, you need to make sure you are giving it more, not less, right? Then also, you know, you could have underlying issues depending on your age. Like I'm, I'm transition that transition age. I'm turning 50. I'm noticing my body is changing. Hormones are definitely, um, definitely impacting me along with stress. I'm kind of feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing so many things right now to manage what's going on. So depending on the age that you're at, right, you could be have lost 65 pounds and all of a sudden your body starts to transition. You're dealing with hormones and what's happening there. So that's where I would sign to take a look at what, at what you need right now and where you're at. Almost like forget what you've been through and what you've done and really honor you coming in now because you're in tune and you know what your body needs. Sometimes we get stuck on things that we're doing before. So that's where I would look into um, adding in that resistance training if you haven't been doing that, right? Really challenging your muscles, right? That repair and that rebuild can be exactly what your body needs. So if you've been doing like cardio, 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 for example, maybe switch that up, add in some resistance training, uh, maybe some endurance training. You know, if you're, if you, you know, your stress levels are kind of like up now this time of year. I know some of you have jobs where this is the most stressful time of year. So this is where you kind of got to like bump up your stress management techniques. So really tune into what you need and where you are at now. I got to go. Speaking of, I can't believe I got on here. I was feeling like crap, you guys. I'm not feeling great um, this last few weeks, but man, I got on here today. I didn't know how I was going to, I got on here and you should have seen me. I was pathetic. I was like, how am I going to do this? And now I just walking away. I'm super energetic. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for continuing to ask all the questions. I know that I don't get to so many of them. If I didn't get your question, just copy it and then paste it on the question of the day page. The team will answer it there. Don't stop at uh, asking your questions. Um, it just gives me great talking points. I love that you're here and you are showing up with me every day. Um, um, I love where we're at too. So another couple of days of uh, really just focusing on being super in tune, uh, work on maximizing, pull out that maximizing post, the troubleshooting. Um, we're rolling into week six next week, another round of downsizing, and then we move on to even better weeks and tweaks. This is where you should start to feel things coming together. This is where you should be noticing. If the scale isn't moving for you, you definitely should be noticing some non-scale victories. You should be noticing your body change. And if you're not, make sure you review that conversation that I had with Dr. Paul for reasons why your weight might be slower to move. And this is what I mean. Those four reasons, inflammation, uh, food sensitivities, gut, gut issues, and hormones, they're not going to stop you from losing weight. But this is what I mean by it's not about the food, right? It's not necessarily the food, what you're eating and when. You may have that down. But if you're not seeing any kind of movement on the scale or not noticing your body change, chances are these are the things that need to be addressed. And there's a lot that you can do about these things to address those that are going to factor in and help you move the dial on that scale, right? So I um, also that troubleshooting session I did on Wednesday, um, I know it's not the most exciting <laughs> live ever, but hopefully that inspires you to look for things that you can do um, beyond what to eat, when to eat, and how much to eat, the other thing. The other thing is next week, um, I think Dr. Paul is back, although he's having, he's having a baby, so um, he might not be back. 
track. Um, but we're going to talk about secondary supplements. And no, it's still not a supplement program. But um, some of the secondary supplements are like now that you've put this kind of time and energy into leveling up, your health and wellness can be a benefit as well. So we have we still have lots more to cover, lots more to do, lots more to talk about. Um, I got to go. I'm really procrastinating now. Um, have an amazing day, everyone. And I'll check in later. Bye. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.